Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Yellow Jackets podcast with Justin. And me. I'm Jen. I don't do this very often. All right. Um, I thought we had it, but you maybe we had it? we'll really? get you. Because you called it Yellow Jackets podcast. So we still don't have a name for this podcast. It's called Yellow Jackets podcast. Okay. Is there another name? No, I don't know. No, okay. not that I have. No, right. not yet. I'm not. I'm the not. The power of yet. The pe- the What? The power of yet. But poss- future possibilities. Forget that. Okay. Let's let's edit this out. The power of yet. Okay. The power of yet. That feels like a thing. Feels like something they could say in the show. Uh, like the weirdos. Anyway, um, the cult. The cult. That's what I mean by the weirdos. It's not a cult. Um, it's not a cult. It's whatever it is, it ain't a cult. Have you looked up cult? All anyway, this and more in the um, podcast to come. It's like two. It's like cult is just another word for an intentional community, right? It's. I mean, I'm not the Taurus. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? Okay. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so uh, we're back. We're here to discuss uh, season two, episode two, which is, I don't have it here, but I believe it's entitled Edible Complex. That's right. Uh, which is pretty funny on a number of levels. Uh, I wonder if the theme from this season is classical tragedies. Oh, well, that would fit with the... Um, Friends Roman's Countrymen. Friends Roman Countrymen. Yeah. Yeah, and it would also fit with the... Um... The Greek feast, which we will get to. Oh, yeah, right. There's that thing. But let us not begin at the end. That's actually a good tie-in. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. You know, yeah, like, yeah. I'm still, you know, I'm still thinking about that speech that Lottie gives in the first episode. I still find it a little baffling. I mean, I guess it fits in with the way she is in this episode, but I do still feel like there's something we're missing there. I'm sure there's something we're missing, but I will say that after, you know, when we had when we recorded the first podcast i was um sort of resistant to the the simple answer that she is just scamming uh the members of her <laughs> intentional community um but that she might have actually undergone a, a transformation but uh this rolex line and oh yeah reaction yeah. smoothie or whatever it is yeah I, right i yeah i now think that she's just being insincere that was a curious little moment yeah yeah we'll definitely have to talk about that that was that was a weird one um and uh yeah i was also i think i think i didn't say it um of course, she was raised ultra wealthy. It was her True. father's charter. Her father chartered the flight. Yeah. Crash. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's true. Yeah. It's true. And and uh, apparently, I learned this, I think, off the podcast. Uh, when she came back, uh, she was sent to be treated in Switzerland. Maybe that's um, where she got the Rolex. Which I think is, hey, you know. Hey. I don't even think about it. Rolex is a Swiss thing. Of course it is. Honestly, that's almost believable, but no, I mean, they're just expensive. It's not Patek Philippe. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't really. Anyway, the point is, uh, I had had that revelation that that maybe Friends Roman's Countryman was actually referencing, um, you know, I mean, among other things, lend me your ears. <laughs> like, okay, we all know about the ears, the infamous ear thing. Um, uh, but uh, but also the fact that, like, if you know, you know, any of you out there, if you're, like, big Julius Caesar fans, you might know that uh, when that speech is made, the stuff that he actually says is insincere. And, you know, he's actually trying to make a point by saying the opposite of what he really believes. And... 
you know, so anyway, I just feel like maybe that's at least a hint about duplicity because Lottie's speech is the only speech in that episode. There's nothing else in that episode that would count as a, an address to a crowd, you know, nearly yeah. as, as well as that does. So it makes me think, like, if there's a comparison, that might be it. Yeah. Um, and I was really trying to think about Oedipal Complex, and I feel like... I feel like it it doesn't it doesn't line up quite as well, but the best I could come up with for Oedipal Complex was that, you know, there's this so like in I mean, it's a whole thing, but you know, like the thing in the thing in Oedipus uh is he, he, there's this prophecy that he's gonna kill his father and marry his mother, you know, and through like elaborate weird circumstances that comes true. Yeah, but don't give it too much away because you want them to listen to your Oedipus podcast. <laughs> Good point. Uh yeah, it's not a big spoiler because that prophecy happens uh right away. And really the whole point of the story is like you already know, you know, it's like predestination, like right. you know, it's not about being surprised. So I actually think it's one of those where being spoiled is okay. In fact, being spoiled was part of the experience, I think. Uh, so I'm going to, that's my defense okay. of spoiling well, that we'll let the listener classical play. tragedy. Anyway, I feel like the closest thing, I mean, maybe you can come up with something better. Closest thing I could come up with is eating Jackie. Eating Jackie. <laughs> like um, eating Jackie is the equivalent of killing your father and marrying your mother. Like it's like, it's like eating your best friend, you know, yeah. like that somehow is Oedipal in a way. I, I can I can see it. Okay, uh, I'll I'll buy that. Um, I'm not. Uh, I was gonna say I'm no classicist, but then I was thinking, is that does that even count? Um, in that, so yeah, I don't know shit about Greek tragedies. I guess that's one of those that there's like the you know the pop culture conception of it, mm -hmm. and then there's what's actually in the text. Yeah, 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 yeah. But certainly, there's some psychological stuff going on in this uh, episode. Oh yeah, we got, we got obviously dead ass Jackie. D D A J. D A J. And then the visions. Uh, Lots of visions. And, you know, asking how those visions, you know, their reappearance in the contemporary moment, what that tells us about the psychology. Um, so yeah, it's it's quite an episode. Shall we shall we dig in? I guess so. Yeah. So uh, you know, for this week, I'm gonna do it kind of traditional, lost lowdown style, which is uh, more or less scene by scene. Now you know, we we probably won't we probably won't <laughs> over dissect everything the way some, but uh, well, we'll see. But I just feel like I just feel like it's easier to talk about the episode when we just follow it the way it's presented because, it, especially in this episode more so than the last one, the two things are sort of intertwined mm -hmm. a little more, and there's also a flashback that happens at a certain point and. I just think it's easier to just follow the episode as it plays out, and uh, you, you can just say that it's because last week I uh, I totally flubbed it and and got us totally. We would just say it. They probably listened to it. No, I that's not it at all. I mean, I flubbed I, it too. I mean, everybody flubbed it last <laughs> week. I mean, that's not on you. I just I just uh, I felt like I was leaning too much on their prep, and sure. and, and I noticed that when I when I actually looked at the episode, like, there was, like, Lottie's speech, like, they didn't even mention it, yeah. and I'm just like, what the fuck, you know, like, and I'm like, okay, well, if I want to be sure I see everything, 
then yeah. I just if I just look at the episode, I'm not gonna miss anything, you know. Yeah. So I'll just write my own so shit. So let's do it. So all right. So um. So Previously, if... sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. Previously on Showtime's Yellow Jackets. Yeah. So uh, there, I just wanted to mention one thing about previously on because it it bugged me a little bit. Uh, because uh, last week. Uh, at the end, when, you know, Natalie runs up to Lottie in the camp, you know, she's like, you know, why shouldn't I hit you with this stick or whatever? And she's like, because I have a message for you from Travis. That's what she said last week. But if you look at the previously on, they have her just say, because I have a message for you. They cut out from Travis. And then it cuts to the piece of paper that Misty had, you know, done that classic, you know, the thing from the Big Lebowski with the pencil shading from season one. Oh, so does it show that? It does show that. That's weird because she didn't even emphasize that that much because I thought they were reframing is, it. Go ahead. I thought they were reframing it that I have a message for you was like my story of what happened with Travis. And like, but it, it what she she mentions the note in passing, yeah. but she doesn't even say out loud what it said, and she doesn't opine what it meant. So opine, yeah. Wow, excellent use of an SAT word. Yeah, I hate previously ons most of the time. They tip the hand about what is going to matter in the episode to come, and then there are these others these other times where it it's. It's like, wait, is that what we were supposed to believe from that? Like, were we supposed to think? Because I, I did not. I know we talked about this, but I, I think it's horseshit for like Lottie's got a message. It's that you were right. He wrote it on a piece of paper and then he brought it to me. But you already know that because Misty's a citizen detective. Like, it just doesn't work. But it's also, you know, one of those... TV loves to do this where, you know, you reach this high drama moment in a scene and then the scene cuts and then you never find out how it actually resolves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In this episode, they pick up and they're walking together some yeah. other time, like yeah. not so that another, night. Yeah, it doesn't pick right up. So, so, yeah. Yeah, was there? Anyway, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, it just it just bothered me because, like, we're going to go through it in detail, but, like, the stuff that she says, like, there's nothing in there that I think counts as a message from Travis because like I said though she mentions the note in passing she doesn't even mention what it said yeah. and Natalie already knows what it said yeah. so it's like that's not yeah. I don't know I to me like it, it's just it's like it's like they wrote it it's like they thought they thought they needed to clarify that it like it's easier to say I have a message for you from Travis than to say I have a message for you about what happened to Travis. Yeah, you know? I want to tell you what happened. Which is more accurate. Yeah, you know? I, I, yeah. Like it just feels like that's what it turned into. And it just yeah, bothered me because I'm like, there is no message message from Travis in this episode. I never heard it. It never happened. I want to hear the goddamn message. I want that message. I know. And I still want to know what the note meant. And, you know what else? and this this episode like, punts on that. I feel like if he really wanted to send her a message, he could use whatever visiony powers they seem to have to send that message to her. Travis is dead now. All these send that message to who? To Nat. To whom? Okay. To Nat. She doesn't have no visions, I don't think. Maybe not yet, but she's gonna. They're all they have we ever seen her have a vision? Well, I mean like confirmed. 
confirmed vision. <laughs> I, well, it's that problem that you were talking about with some of the stuff in season one where it's like, is this a stylized we did actually yeah there was that thing with her dad dad, like with the hole in his head and stuff yeah so if you think that there's a vision or you think it's like a stylized memory then that determines the answer to the question yeah that's a good but i'm just saying like don't you think that given everything else they've shown us in this show that if travis really wanted to send a message from beyond the grave to nat that he could send it via dream yeah 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 and then we could debate whether it really came from travis yes, or it's just was, yes Natalie don't you want to hear that listener <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no i i agree i agree in general i just think like the point the point was not it's a message from travis the point was yeah uh i'm gonna I, clarify what happened. i'm gonna clarify what happened yeah. with travis because i felt like that was really the the, yeah. the the elephant in the room yeah. there well you know my favorite example of this favorite meaning i hate it the most is how long do you think it would take to train an army oh yeah 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 like the, <laughs> you know there's like there's that feeling that you have about what is the what's the best line to end an episode yeah and then there's that feeling you have when you then have to start the next episode yeah so i'm not yeah. a, i'm not a writer of anything except yeah tedious emails but yeah um yeah sometimes sometimes like you punch up the line because you need it to work dramatically but it's more the way you intend and then sometimes you're just writing a check that you realize later you can't cash because you don't have your other plans like make that not actually work and i feel like that's what happened i feel like when they said that like tv writers we are the bad check police (laughs) we really are we really are we will let no bad check hell no unscold no i just did like 10 minutes on one thing from the previously on so anyway uh let's uh we can move on from that but i just had to mention it because it as soon as i saw it when it came on and they cut from travis i was like god damn it God damn it, they're gonna they're gonna change what that meant. Yep. And they did. Anyway, all right. So uh so we open up on uh Jackie and Shauna hanging out in the shed, you know, in, in the in the past, you know, in the woods. Um and uh yeah, this so this scene this scene is interesting, I think, in light of what happens later. Like there's some lines here where like Jackie talks about the fact they don't have food and she she makes these insinuations about like what happened to my ear what'd you do to my ear you know um and then uh uh and then she asks uh Shauna to braid her hair um you know I mean presumably this is all going on in Shauna's head but I mean this is would you would you braid the hair of your best friend's body <laughs> I mean, if I had a vision of having eaten their ear, if I had a vision, they were asking me for it, maybe. But that, like, if you get to that point, like you are deep. See, to me, like that level of delusion is is beyond anything that I think Natalie has seen, at least on the show. Oh, you know, oh, she's on another level. I mean, Ty, as as Van correctly points out, Ty is riding her own crazy train yeah definitely um, definitely and and um you know what's her name the fucking prophet oh lottie lottie yeah thank you yeah 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 i i i had uh uh i i saw i saw an interview with juliette lewis where she said something like 
I think my character is the most sane one on the show. And I feel like that's kind of reasonable. That is, I think that is probably true. <laughs> like, yeah. she's messed up, but she's messed up in probably, like, the healthiest well, way. I'm waiting to see Van. I want to see how Van's... Well, we'll have to see Van. Uh, we'll have to see Van. We still haven't seen Van, so... Because we can all see those credits, those opening credits. <laughs> opening yes. credits, spoilers. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She was like, I have to be in the opening credits, so uh, too bad. Too bad I've never seen Maybe I'm just some rando. I mean, who knows? Some redheaded rando. I mean, it could happen. But we could avert our eyes, but I can't. I can't do it. Each time I have to watch and see what else I notice this time. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like the like the eyeless man, but it's a different shot of the eyeless man. I it is a different re, shot. They recast that eyeless. I man. think they did recast that. It seems like man. a more emo. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a very yeah, you're very mopey sort kids, of. Know about emo? Long floppy hair. The kids. I doubt the kids do. They're gonna have to be old, a little older yeah. than kids to to know what that is. Otherwise, yeah. they're gonna be like, yeah, my mommy told me about that. <laughs> Uh, okay i interrupted you um uh, i was just i was just gonna say like it it's watching this again it seemed like they're they're really setting up the idea that well i mean right sean already ate the year in the last episode right so it's and and having this scene with jackie is really establishing that like she's thinking about eating jackie she ate the forearm chunk yeah yeah oh did she eat the forearm well chunk we don't she see just it, it but yeah, I, I wasn't clear on that. It's anyway, gone. okay, okay. It's gone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. that makeup job. I mean, I know they say that you know they have, they have it's Jackie rough. be like, "You were never any good in front of a mirror doing your own makeup." That's why I had to do your makeup. I was like, "Well, now we know that it wasn't just the mirror." <laughs> Oh, is she that the like, reveal? She, yeah, I thought it was just because she was a corpse and Shauna's all messed up and like she wasn't, you know, like I, I thought that was the idea, but is it really like she just doesn't Jack, know how if, to put makeup if on? If Jackie her. had seen that makeup, she would have died Again. of embarrassment. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty bad. All right, let me just uh let me just roll through here because yeah. we're already talking about that. And you know, I saw go ahead. Uh, okay, so I'm just I'll go up to the credits here because this all kind of fits. I just want to say I saw in your notes a uh, makeup thing. There's a makeup thing. It's called a caboodle. I'm sorry, really? Yeah. That's called a caboodle. It when they say the whole kitten caboodle, that's what they mean. Well, I think it goes the other way. I mean, I don't know when when I was a kid, we called them caboodles. Caboodle. Caboodle. Wow. Yeah, I, I... Now that's like a type of dog, like a hypoallergenic <laughs> dog. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I know. It's adorable. Um, imagine that dog with like blue eyeshadow all over. Uh, okay, so uh, yeah, thanks. I really could not come up with a term for that. I'm like, I don't know what you call that box of stuff. Anyway, uh, so okay, so uh, right after this Jackie Shauna scene, we cut to the cabin where they're waiting for Shauna to eat. Uh, Ty tries to wait, just eat. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. I, it's like they're being polite, but it's like, really, you're you're about to eat a human at the end of this episode. Like, why you're are you being polite? Come on, well, why are so they waiting? I don't know, it makes no like, sense to me. Or is it like, wait, if we don't wait until everyone is at the table, 
then we've lost all <laughs> connection to humanity. Yeah, like that. I feel like it's it's almost like that. Like yeah. some kind of civil. The other thought I had was because they talk about like eating her share and stuff. Like if they start eating, they don't think they can stop, and they don't think they'll be able to leave any for her. Like I like that, that but I think you're meeting them more than that's halfway. another. Yeah, I mean they don't really explain it, so I yeah, don't know. I it's like weird. That. I like it. Okay, so like Ty tries to go out, but Lottie stops her, and you know basically says, you know, she'll come out when she's ready. She's like it's. Lottie's like cool with it, you know. I don't know if she really knows what's going on in there, but she's like just like, yeah, she needs to like work it out. And uh and then we get our first mystery of the episode, which is Ty notices that someone's shit in the pee bucket. Um and uh no one admits that they were the one who shit in the pee bucket, and uh then uh Ty goes to throw it out. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, let's just open it up. Who do you think shit in the pee bucket? Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> I did not have a theory, but I'm just gonna say, um, I think it was the musical theater girl. Mm. Because right, right, Sophie, right. I just what was her like Crystal or something? I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't remember her name. I, I know you talking yeah. about. Yeah, the one from the last. Yeah. Episode. Yeah. Yeah. Poor girl is gonna get eaten. She's so gonna get mm -hmm. eaten if she's not like the one. Uh, what do they call her? I heard the podcast. They got a name for the one from the opening scene. I think they called her. Um, uh, oh man, what was the name? Um, uh, well, you think on that. Um, uh, I I just gotta say I freaking love Nat's line. If it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, do that shit outside. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Um, I also think it might behoove them to find a second bucket for taking a shit in the middle of the night. Yeah. Because, um, I've never taken a shit outside in the cold. I think that's true. I'm pretty sure that's mm -hmm. true. I mean, I've gone camping. I've, I've roughed it camping before, but never in the cold. And, yeah. um, I just think like, that's not good. It's not good. It's not good. It's not good. I agree. Um... Uh, yeah, but at no. least unlike Game of Thrones, they didn't feel the need to show us the turd. Indeed, yeah, yeah, yeah. They 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 have lines occasionally <laughs> where they want. You know, show us the cannibalism, but not the turd. Yeah, if you want to watch White Lotus season one, you get to actually see a turd. Uh, not just a turd, but you get to see it emerge. Okay, on screen. Just, I was. I was razzing you about Oedipus, but that's a bad spoiler. I mean, I feel like it's not too much of a spoiler because I'm not telling you the context and you will not expect it until very shortly before it happens because there's no setup for it. So I feel like that's safe to say. But uh, yeah, uh, that's a show. Anyway, um, it's not Yellow Jackets though. Okay, so uh, yeah, I have no idea, but I just think it's interesting that it's unresolved who shit in the pee bucket, you know? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. weird. It's weird. I mean, some mysteries are just... I I've said this before, I'll say it again. Mysteries are better than answers. So I think let's just cherish this one. I mean, I was thinking, like, maybe Ty's bad one did it, you know? Because I feel like... His bad one took a bad one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. I feel like that would almost make sense, you know? Like, as some kind of, like... No, but Ty's bad one can't wait to get out of the cabin. Yeah. Ty's bad one would just, like... I don't know. But sometimes Ty's bad one stays inside and does stuff. So I don't know. I'm just saying, I'm just saying like if if Ty's bad one did it, then it, it doesn't have to be Ty's bad one did not take the shit. I'm just I'm putting I'm It's just, just a theory. In no. Just a theory. Yeah. 
I, there are two things I know. I know that, you know, I mean, there are, there are three things I know, but two things I know about this turd. One, it was not Ty's bad one. Okay. Two, it was not Nat. Anybody else? Fair game. Oh, because she got mad about it? I now would now wouldn't have done it, but if she had done it, she would have owned up to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Her reaction suggests that it wasn't what her. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. Please send in, uh, send in your your uh, your theories uh, to Turdgate. to hashtag Turdgate Twitter. Uh, I don't know. This is not Mister Podcast, so tweet uh, at Showtime. You can go to at Showtime or at. Mr. Podcast. I think that's what it is. Anyway. This is why you'll um, never work on social media. Let us know. Uh let us know what you think. Or in the comments if you're in the in the Patreon crowd. Uh I'm really curious because honestly, like I haven't heard anyone theorizing about this, and I just think it's a problem. Okay. So we can move on now. Uh so we go back to the shed, and this is where Jackie decides she wants makeup as well. And and there's a makeup box thing there, which is apparently called a caboodle. So uh, we'll call it a caboodle now. Um, okay. And then, um, uh, oh, yeah, there's some more lines about food here, right? Jackie says, you're hungry. And Shauna says, Mari's making dinner. And Jackie says, that's not what you're hungry for, which is such a creepy insinuation. Um, and then at that point, she seems to cut her own arm and says, it's okay. Right? I mean... If, that, if she's not saying, you want to eat me, I don't know what she's saying here, because it seems really clear. Right, but is she saying any of this, or is it just, you know? Well, it's all in Shauna's head, but what I'm saying is, what it means is, Shauna's thinking about eating Jackie. Oh, absolutely. Oh, That's my point. Of course. Yes, absolutely, of course. I just, I didn't realize how explicit it was when we first watched this, yeah. you know? Uh, okay, so then we see Shauna's holding the knife, you know, so obviously Jackie didn't do it because she's dead, right? So, dead ass so Jackie. nobody else is in there. So anyway, yeah, I guess, I guess that means Shauna ate a chunk of raw Jackie arm before she ate the sweet, sweet, succulent roasted Jackie yeah, at the end of the episode. This, that, you want to be really, listeners, you want to be careful with that. That will make you sick. Uncooked any meat. And honestly, corpse, I don't think any corpse is, is really fit. Unless you're a vulture, and some of your listeners might be like literally vulture, scavenger animals. Um, I'm not going to discount that possibility i just yeah you want to cook it for sure anything but i think this is not fresh enough i, I mean i don't eat meat but don't eat corpse <laughs> well okay as a counterpoint um <laughs> i feel the need to corpse. i feel the need to respond that you know um it, it is freezing outside right so you know, it might be relatively safe, you know. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's the only thing they have going for them. Yeah, like, safer. Like, and I feel like the fact that it's been two months since she actually died, like, the fact that it's freezing is the only reason yeah. it's actually okay to eat her. Otherwise... Just, don't they say, like, you know, you can't thaw chicken on a countertop? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Turn to your local um, food safety source for for guidance before eating yeah. a human corpse. Definitely don't take anything we say or 
anyone else says in relating yeah, to... Yeah, you saw that disclaimer from Showtime at the start of the episode, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's in that. Yeah, from their legal department. Um... <laughs> All right, so any further thoughts about this opening bit here? Good to go? Okay, so we can return if we need to. All right, so then we get the credits, and then we return to the present, and we're hanging out with Callie and Kyle, I guess his name is. Uh, I had to look it up. Um, they're hanging out uh, in bed. She's upset about the parents, but doesn't fully disclose what's going on. And then she uh, breaks up with Kyle, and he doesn't seem to really care what's going on. Um, so, uh, this is a scene where I was like, okay, what the fuck's going on with this character? We, you know, if you go back to season one, like, I don't think there's a single scene where it's just Callie and no other, like, main characters. Uh, so that's, like, unprecedented. And, and then I'm just like, okay, where is this going, you know? And so I started thinking, right? And so, so I had, I had to do a little research. I had, do, I had to do a little research because I've been making assumptions and I and I thought back and I was like, did they ever specifically say that she's in high school? I don't think they did. I don't think they did. I could no. be wrong, but I don't think they ever did. She comes off like she's in high school. She is living at home, obviously. She's subject to rules, right? But they've never shown her actually be in high school. So... I, you know, unless I'm, unless I'm forgetting, I don't think they've shown that. I could be wrong. I looked it up. And so I came up with the following facts. So, so the actor playing the character is 28 years old, which is technically old enough to have been the baby from the woods. Just going to say it. That's technically old enough to be the baby from the woods. Huh. However... Uh, the wiki entry for no, 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 because they talk about her college fund. They, they talk about her college, yeah. Fund. In season one, there's this thing, there's oh, this they do, you're right. It's like there's this much money in your college fund, and yes, I wish that figure yeah, were bigger. They do say that, you're right, yeah. No, she's okay, so that implies that she's in high school, okay. So now, okay, so now I got other questions. So, yeah, so the wiki says the character's teenage. Which would make sense with being in high school, which is what I assumed anyway. Um, which is which is if she's teenage, like the oldest she could possibly be would be nineteen, which is not old enough to have been the baby from the woods. So, and and if she's in high school, she's younger than nineteen. So anyway, um, uh, I mean, you know, twenty year olds playing high schoolers is like not, yeah. not. An, in fact, the the actual like Yellow Jackets in the flashback, many of them are well in their twenties as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is, yeah, I mean, that's just a TV thing. Um, I think probably all of them are. Anyway, um, uh, so, but, um, there's two things, there's two things that I found weird. So later in the episode, she's hanging out in a bar, right? If she's in high school, how the fuck is she hanging out in a bar? She even gets a drink at the bar. Aww. That's so cute. Are you saying she's got a fake idea or something? Yeah, girls can drink in bars. <laughs> It does not, if they're over 12. <laughs> is that, okay, sorry. Yeah. Is there a crypto law that I'm not aware of? Yeah, have you ever crypto heard of- Crypto secret laws? Have you ever heard of ladies night at clubs? I have heard of have ladies night. Have you ever night. heard of a men's night? I have never heard of that. Well, there you go. <laughs> okay, okay, so, okay. Yeah, so, and then I think- So her, she about... and her friend from high school are just hanging out at a bar and that, and they don't give a shit. 
That's crazy. Huh? That's crazy. All right, whatever. All right. Look into that, all right? I think this might be a problem. So <laughs> Yeah, call the cops on this bar. They're serving underage kids. They didn't okay. okay, so it's just like they don't even make a point of it. So yeah. and she even no, she's in high school. She lies. She says she's in college. She's revealed to be talking to a cop later. And the cop doesn't even bring up the fact that she was drinking. Anyway, yeah, all right, well, whatever. The cop, the cop, cop didn't care. The cop got bought the drink. an alcoholic drink yeah. for an underage a girl yeah. that he knew was underage. Yeah. It's just so, weird. You would think because of the context of that maybe scene. That's what is gonna get Shauna's murder conviction thrown out because holy shit they are right there on her trail yeah okay so you would think because of the context of that scene like okay in that scene i mean we're going to talk about that later but in that scene kevin is like the one going you did what you're not supposed to go undercover. What are you doing? Right. Right. That was the natural time for him to bring up. You know, she's underage, right? You, you know, what are you yeah. doing in a bar with an underage girl? Yeah. Like what, you know? Yeah. Like, it's he, not a good look. He never says that. Right. And to me, it was conspicuous and it was conspicuous for other reasons as well that I'll talk about later. Oh, I won't, gosh. I won't go into it all now. Cause I, I think your, your thing about the college fund does seem to torpedo the idea, but it started making me think that she was the baby. Like I started to believe it. All right, we don't have to go on and on about that, but uh, there's one more thing I wanted to mention, which is a trivia from the wiki, which uh, mentioned that in the original pilot script, there was actually an older sister that was mentioned. Um, uh, in, in in the original pilot script, they they there was a line from Shauna about your sister something something, and they cut it. So, so I don't know what that means. What? I don't know if I don't know if that means they're holding back and there's an older sister who ran away or they changed the story of what they wanted to do or if they decided to cut the like I feel like if there was an older sister then that surely was intended to be the baby. Wow. And and I think they 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 changed maybe they changed their mind and they didn't want the baby to survive or they changed their mind about what they wanted to happen to the older sister and they wanted to wait to reveal it to the audience later. I'm not sure, but I, when I read that I was like, "Holy shit, that must be, that must be the baby if if the baby's in the story." Like because if it's Callie's older sister who's like in college or something, like that's that's closer to the right age. Uh that's that's pretty crazy. But in the show that they actually have ended up making, there's no indication, am I correct, that, that there's an older sister? That is correct. That, that is correct. An only child. It's very possible that they just they just decided, like, we're not doing that. So, you know, I had a different thought about what's going to happen to the baby as I was watching the, the final scene, which is, you know, uh, and I guess it sort of goes back to my uh, point about the... Um, you know, the dangers of eating a human corpse, that people people are really not supposed to eat humans. Like, it's a social taboo for, I mean, great. Is it? It's social taboo. It's yeah, I, just a little 101 on being a human. Uh, it's no, like salad fork. But so a lot of taboos are, um, you know, they're, they're taboos because they are bad biologically or they are bad for social cohesion. And you could certainly imagine why, but like, okay, cannibalism and incest are like the ultimate taboos. And incest is known to have, in, in addition to just being vomit, 
is like it's gonna it has biological hey, don't yuck right someone else's yum you're right thank you <laughs> uh but biological problems speaking of game of thrones anyway yeah but biological problems exactly yeah and uh and you know I, so anyway i just i i had a, a thought of you know what if in the next episode as a result of having eaten like gorged yourself on human flesh as a human being she miscarries mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because I I don't think we talked about this on the podcast. I think we just talked about this offline. Because she has gotten this far in her pregnancy, they they really need a dramatic way that she's going to lose that baby or they need to show the birth and deal with the consequences. Like the fact that she's still pregnant, there were many times early on when she could have had a miscarriage and had it not need to be like a like an interesting plot development that it happened yeah but now that it's gone on for this long there really needs to be something to it so anyhow um I i've gotten us off track but yeah 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 okay uh shall we continue i think Please. we've uh, i think do. we've dealt with the cali mysteries as well as we can for now we will come back to that and i'll say one more thing about it but later okay so go back to the cabin. Uh, Van notices Ty is missing. Apparently she cut the rope that was tethering them together. Uh, she goes out to look for her. We see Ty walking in the woods uh, through the snow. And she follows the eyeless man who seems to try to lead her off of a cliff. Uh, but Van tackles her in time and she wakes up and we see the symbol on the tree. So what are you going to say about that? Okay, so so the first thing I wanted to say about this, because this is something I've wondered since season one, this is the first time that there has been an explicit connection between the eyeless guy, which was from her flashback, her pre-plane uh, crash, pre-high school, I mean, she was like six or seven or something in that scene, with her grandmother, you know, uh, she sees the eyeless man and then she looks at her grandmother's eyes because she's like, he's going to take my eyes. And, you know, like, that's the thing. And the bad one, the one who does the sleepwalking, right? This is the first time they've ever actually tied those ideas together. So to me, that was because I I keep looking for these clues that are tying things together. They've already tied it together with the symbol. They've already tied it together with the wood stuff. But now they've all because and they show the symbol at the end of this as well. But now they also tied it together with the the eyeless guy. And you know, I mean, it might just be in her head and stuff. But just to say, like they are they are sort of grouping those things together, and that felt like a milestone to me. The other thing that was curious to me is like what the, like what like. <laughs> Usually when the bad one does stuff, like, she's doing stuff, like, for herself, right? And, like, yeah. it's weird that she seems to be led to kill herself here, you know? Like, why? I don't know. But to me, that just raises some questions. It's very yeah. man in black. It's very white rabbit, you know? Like, season very one. White rabbit. So that's like, what, that's what it made me think yeah, of. That's what I thought you were going to say, that, it, that it's, like, it's almost exactly like white rabbit. It really is. Yeah, that's Except what I thought. Except that Tiny says asleep. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Hypnotize so instead of, like, you know just following a thing that she's seeing yeah. in her normal waking state. So I'm wondering if this is actually pointing to a third state for Thaisa. There's there's normal Thaisa, there's the bad one Thaisa, and then there's like a Thaisa who's susceptible to um, 
you know, we don't, because we don't see her doing the stuff that we associate with bad Taisa. We don't see her it's behaving true. in an agentic way. The only we thing that points in that like, direction is cutting, cutting the, rope. the rope. Yeah, that's true. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, watch this space. But you're right that she is just following, right? Yeah. And it's like, why? You know? Yeah, and what would have happened if, if Van hadn't caught up with her? Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is a moment that just hangs. Like, they don't talk about this again for the yeah. rest of the episode. And you know, there is some other stuff with adult Taisa, which we can talk about. Obviously, we will. Yeah. Uh, which isn't strictly related to this eyeless guy stuff. But the eyeless guy leading her off a cliff, to me, is just... It was an unprecedented development. I don't know what to think about it, yeah. but I feel it's worth noting. Yeah, yeah. So... I just have to, uh, I just have to leave a moment for that. Okay. So, uh, you good to go on that? Okay. So then, uh, let's see. Van questions Ty about the rope, uh, like how she cut the rope. It's still unanswered, actually, by the end of the episode. I don't know how she cut the rope. I mean, presumably with a knife, but like where? Anyway. What if she, um, so what if she didn't cut it? Ooh, I guess that's not impossible. What do you think? Like Lottie cut it? <laughs> That would be my first suspicion. I have no idea. I mean, I don't think that the eyeless man is corporeal and in the cabin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. No, that's, yeah, I that's the interesting. The fact that they mentioned it made me think that there's something there. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. I agree. I, I, yeah, maybe, yeah. It, it would be, it would. My only hesitation is it just feels so convoluted if there's really like three ties to states. <laughs> well, you know? it could be just like a fluid thing. I mean, the the thing about the like the bad one, that's a designation from the kid based on just some limited stuff. But there's a very big difference between going out and eating dirt versus, you know, creating a sacrificial altar. Killing a dog. And... I mean, that's com those are completely different things. Yeah. I mean pika pika is a thing um you know like the urge to eat non-food yeah sure really sure good. sure but she was um, also climbing the tree and saying sammy 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 yeah, you know yeah but again that's not like that's not engaging in blood magic it isn't i agree but it's so creepy be, it is creepy definitely creepy but we've already got a spectrum of behavior is my point yeah okay 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 yeah, I just, yeah, I mean, the eating dirt definitely doesn't, it's very much less extreme, but I mean, this was just a very, to me, this was a different, it felt different in kind from all of that stuff. I agree. I agree. So it just seemed notable because definitely to me, this is like um, one of the major mysteries of the show is like what what's going on there you know yeah. um and and you know so van asked what was on her mind you know uh it you know there's a vague insinuation here that you know i, I don't know that like it's 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 just i mean it's it's clearly insinuated that it you know it was some kind of response to being out there like the stress of the campaign you know, they are sort of directly saying that, you know, these episodes are, are in some way a reaction to what she's going through in her, like, normal waking hours. To me, to me, the real question is how much, I don't know, like, how much is she, like, secretly or subconsciously aware of it? You know, I feel like they really have played that line 
a lot of like where I can't quite tell. Like there's a couple of times where it seems like she knows, but then a lot of times she acts like she doesn't know. And, you know, it's very Leland and Twin Peaks kind of thing where yeah. I'm just like, do you know or do you not know? Like, yeah. I can't tell. <laughs> You know, and it's like a lot of times I believe she really doesn't know. But are there times where she does kind of secretly know, but is afraid to admit it, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah. Uh, it's a thing. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot uh, to learn about that. Let's see. Uh, right. Oh, so then Van suggests talking to Lottie, uh, you know. Uh, answer. And Ty refuses. No, you're uh, audience, Ty. <laughs> you're audience fan. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, Ty refuses and they go back to sleep. Um, definitely not foolproof. She cut a rope. Like, I think she can get out of your arms. But anyway, um, that happened. I think it's setting the stage for the idea that Lottie will get involved at some point in this thing going on with Thais's sleepwalking. I I don't know how, but I do feel like it's going to happen. And I think it could even happen in the present day. Like, maybe she did something back then and maybe she'll actually go now, yeah. you know, since she's like, Oh yeah. That makes sense that, you know, the Taisa is, will get desperate enough to go to her for her. Yeah. 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 Cause things are like, you know, spinning out of control. Well, these parallel tracks just don't make sense. Like stories ought to convert. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Uh, okay. So then we go back to, Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, I, I was just, well, I was just going to say maybe the accident later in the episode is what precipitates her going. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, sort yeah. of a rock bottom moment. Yeah, yeah, rock bottom or rocketing to the top. We'll see. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> I don't, oh, I, boy. I don't quite know what that means, but great. it felt right. Anyway. Yikes. Uh, okay, so in the present, Ty drinks a lot of coffee. There's a montage where she's trying to stay awake. It's very, if any of you are Nightmare on Elm Street fans, it's very like what they do when they don't want to go to sleep because they'll see Freddy Krueger. Like, you know, it's like, oh, I got to stay awake. Got to keep drinking coffee. Got to take pills. Got to, you know, got to keep myself moving. Blah, 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 you know. So you get this little montage. I mean, you know, that all seems relatively sincere for the record. Um, I mean, as far as I can tell. Um, so then we go back to the cabin. Uh, we see uh, Ty chopping wood. Um, we see her watching Lottie with Van. And then Nat watches Lottie with Travis. Everybody's watching Lottie with everybody else. Um, she's doing, I guess what they refer to later as the blessing. Um, uh, that's that's talked about in the next scene. Um, this is just a brief scene of people watching people with Lottie. okay um uh so then we then we go to travis and nat looking for javi slash hunting um a little bit of both i think one of them one of those people is hunting one of one of those people is looking for one of them has one priority and yeah there you go um travis regrets uh nat not being there for the blessing this is where i got the name that that was a blessing um and they discuss Lottie's rituals. Um, Travis wants to go a different way to look for Javi, but uh, now wants to go where the hunting is, which is all too reasonable. Anyway, 
they make arrangements to split up and meet up uh, later by the the mossy tree. There, that weird mossy, that mossy tree, tree they refer to it. The mossy tree. From That's what they say, right? It's like I still don't know what to think about that tree. They mention it, but nothing really happens with it. Something's just, gonna happen. With they just talk about. It. I still feel like Javi's there, but anyway, I'll get back to that in a minute. So uh, then we go to um, uh, then we go to Lottie's present day camp. Um, and Nat says this line that I just had to write verbatim. Last I heard, you were finger painting in the loony bin, and now you're running a cult. And then Lottie said, last I heard, you were getting out of rehab. So, for the fifth time. So, so the reason why I bring that up is because I feel like the way this is phrased insinuates that Lottie was in the, this is Natalie's words, not mine, loony bin relatively recently, right? I mean, she got out of the rehab uh, in in the pilot, right? Which was in the it's timeline like, of the show. It's only been a couple of weeks, right? Well, it hasn't I, been that long. I think that all it tells us is that Nat hasn't heard anything from Lottie since her time in the the Swiss Institute. So you think Lottie's info is more recent than? Yeah, well, we Natalie's know Lottie info. has had people following her. Well, okay, that it that it okay. Well, then she's lying here because then, yeah, later she's gonna say I had people following you. So here she said, Last I heard you were getting out of rehab. Yeah, That's a lie was. to me. It seemed like it was lining them up, it was saying, like, Here's what these things. No. I mean, she's I, I think it's clear that she's been building this intentional community for quite some time. It, it does seem that way, but so just... I think what they're telling you with that line is that these people, unlike you know, Shauna and um and Thaisa and Nat, who, you know, they're not close, but they've been in periodic uh, contact, that that's not the case with Lottie. That that Lottie, which we already suspected, that, that Lottie has been, you know, concealed. Um, uh, what's her name? Tori. Um, yeah, yeah. Jessica Roberts. Jessica Roberts wasn't, it seemed like she wasn't able to find her. Um, yeah, yeah. She said she said that some of them were living off the grid, and like I think Travis counts for that, but I think Lottie counts even more for that. Yeah, so um, I think that's all that we're supposed to gather from that. Okay, all right, all right, fair enough. It just struck me as a bit weird, uh, but uh, it just made me wonder what's the timeline between because we saw her in the loony bin in the previous episode, right? Uh, as her younger self, you know. Right. How long was she in the institution, and how? Yeah. Long, you know, I I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think they'll pick up with some of that timeline with all of the characters. Um, uh, yeah, I kind of expect that. Uh, uh, clearly, they're not rushing it since they don't show it in this episode, but. Um, uh, but I do think over time they probably will develop that after the rescue period, yeah, you know? Yeah, I think she's been building up this uh, intentional community, and I think one question is, how is she recruiting if she's that hard to find? <laughs> yeah, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. Okay, so Lottie insists they're not a cult and says the plan was not to kidnap uh, Natalie, and the guy they were burying was just a form of therapy. Uh, and, uh, she also says, after Travis died, I was worried you would do something stupid, so I sent my friends to keep an eye on you, and, surprise, you stuck a gun in your mouth. They had to act fast. You're welcome, by the way. 
so then uh, Fork Lady, sorry, I could not find a name for Fork Lady. I think we all know who Fork Lady is. <laughs> um, just going to call her Fork Lady until we get a name. She's been featured in two episodes in a row, so I can only assume that the character will be named at some point. But anyway, Fork Lady comes up to give Lottie a, uh, a shake, but it's the wrong kind. And uh, after complaining about it and a glance at Nat, Lottie finally takes the shake. Nat apologizes about the fork hand, but Fork Lady walks away. <laughs> Nervously. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, um, uh, so th this was... Um, uh, yeah, so th there's multiple things I want to talk about here. So the first thing is, so I sent my friends to keep an eye on you. Right. So 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 uh, there were people spying on Natalie after, you know, so I mean, that <laughs> that literally contradicts the thing she just said. But OK, whatever. Never mind that. Um, the other thing is like another podcast brought this up in in um, that I heard, uh, you know, in, in at the end of season one, the this this bank character who who was researching Travis's bank account you know, and we hear this call that this frantic call that she makes to Natalie as we're seeing Natalie get kidnapped. She makes this call and she says, she says, uh, I don't know what you've got me into. I think, I think people, are, I think I'm being followed. Uh -huh. You know, who's Lottie Matthews, right? So like, they were bringing this up to say, like, oh no, I think you know Lottie's not all she appears to be. And I'm, you know, I'm willing to accept that Lottie's not all she appears to be. That's I think that's part of the course with this show, but I think with this line, it, it kind of opens up the door for um, for an explanation. Like if if Lottie had agents out there spying yeah. on Natalie, yeah. then it's not out of the question that you know they would also be spying on people meeting with Natalie. Yeah, you know, and uh, and that's all it was. You yeah. know, like it comes off as like super sinister, yeah, but it was know. just them keeping an eye on that. Like they weren't really trying to do anything. Right, they're not fo they're not following the sponsor per se. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it just it kind of reframes it, and and I just think like. To me, that's a better explanation. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. you know, like. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that, but you're right. That that makes more sense. Because I, because I'm inclined to believe like a lot of what she says. I, yeah. There's actually one specific. So there's there's two things. One thing I'm gonna talk about right now. One thing I'll talk about later, where I, I think she's kind of um, either either not telling the whole truth or you know, kind of. Um, sugarcoating things um but i i do think like for the most part she's pretty sincere here i do too i nat says i know there's something you're not telling me and that makes me think that the viewer is supposed to believe that there's something she's not telling i have a specific theory about that okay well great well let's see well, uh, yeah. which Maybe but i want to discuss that when we get to that part okay all right um, cause that's, that's a yeah, whole that's thing, which I will read in full. So you oh, can look forward good. to that. Oh, good. Uh, we're going to read that entire scene and I will tell you specifically what I think that re is referring to. Um, cause I have a specific theory about that. Okay. So, uh, yeah, the other thing I wanted to say here was, um, this little moment with fork lady and the shake, <laughs> like the thing that was interesting about it is it, it was Lottie's mask breaking. Like she she yeah. kind of she pitches this fit small fit but still 
like like she's kind of like yeah. irritated that this, this is the wrong kind of shake like what is this this isn't what i asked for like it's like she the the whole facade of like right. you know i'm you know i i have this like deep like I'm inner peace and i'm just looking to like help people and like that's my whole thing you know it's like really like you could you got the wrong shake and you're like you know, and it really comes off to me looking at the scene, like the only reason why she doesn't, why she accepts the shake and she doesn't like take it further is because Natalie's there. She looks, she glances over and she's like, oh, it's okay. I'm sure right, it's yeah, fine. She sees the look of, of judgment on Natalie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of like, you look like a, sh oh, you're a charlatan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why are you treating her like, like, what's wrong with you? You know, like, I don't know. Anyway, to me that it made it an interesting moment because it was like a break from the way she is in most of the episode. Like ninety nine percent of the episode, she's got this one mode, and in the flashback as well. You know, like I'm just here to help. I'm just, you know, I just want what's best for you. You know, like that's my that's my goal here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. So, uh. All right. Are you going to continue? I'm, I'm going to, I was going to jump a little. Okay. Good. All right. So then uh, we get this uh, brief scene where Shauna goes to Callie's room to try to talk and offers to go to the mall. This may come back later. Uh, Callie refuses and then Shauna leaves. Very short scene. Very, uh, you know, functional mostly. Um, and then we get a scene where Misty calls Ty and uh, uh, she's not calling back uh, about uh, Nat being missing and she, you know, suspects foul play. Like we saw her find the stuff at the, yeah. the motel. She's talking about that. Um, so, you know, she's like trying to investigate and like, hey, there's stuff going on. Why don't you call me back? Like no one wants to call Misty back. I mean, it's not that surprising. Also, Ty's dealing with some shit. So, yeah, you know. Um, she might not consider that a priority. Because, uh, I didn't really think about it, but it's this, these two back-to-back -back scenes about just, like, awkward attempts to communicate when there's just a giant elephant in the room. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the thing, like, uh, Callie never actually comes out, and, in the entire episode, like, never comes out and says what her problem is. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, it's like, it's like, I found the fucking license burned in a barbecue. Like, yeah. that's my problem. <laughs> yeah. You know? You know that I know that your boyfriend is missing. Yeah. And, like, you should have had something to do with it. Because why were you burning his ID in the barbecue? You know? Like... Right. And why Why aren't you concerned? Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's something, like, super fishy there. And, it, yeah, it's just interesting. You would expect a confrontation about it. Especially because... There's more Callie in this episode than possibly the entirety of season one. So anyway, I just, yeah, I thought that was odd. But you're right. that I think that there is like a thematic parallel between the scenes. Uh, so then uh, she checks Reddit again about the camera at the motel that they showed. And uh, I guess it's putting the sick in forensics. But uh, his this character's name is actually Walter. So I'm just going to say Walter because it's a little easier to say than putting the sick in forensics. Mm -hmm. um, uh, says, because, uh, you know, he's played by Elijah Wood and he's clearly going to be a character in the show. It gets set up later. So, you know, I remember back in the day in season three when like, 
it was forbidden as a spoiler to refer to Naomi as Naomi before they said it on screen, but I think that's just stupid. So if you have a problem with my saying Walter, I invite you to not listen ever again. Okay. So wow. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be mean, but seriously, who cares what his name is? Okay. Wow. I just want a name to say. I don't want to say like, you know, Reddit guy or whatever, you know? I mean, I tried not to say fork lady, but I had to. Anyway. Okay. So Walter says he has no, uh, he has an idea uh, if Misty will stop shitting on his Adam Martin theories. Um, and then she replies, stop wasting our time with goose chases. And then she replaces or, or edits it and puts wild in there because goose chases isn't usually a thing that people say, say even though they, maybe they should. Why can't you just maybe, have a goose chase? Why does that have to be wild? Should. Like a I domestic mean, goose chase would still be pretty wild, don't you think? Yeah. In the in the colloquial sense, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think any ch any chase with any goose, domestic or otherwise, is going to get pretty wild. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if you've ever chased. Let us know. Lostlowdown dot com. If why am I saying that? Sorry. Let us know at Mr. Podcast. Have you ever chased a goose? And if so, would you characterize it as wild or not? I don't chase geese. They will fuck you up. I don't recommend that you do. I'm just asking, have you? I'm, I'm not saying do it. I just, we need another disclaimer. Don't do it. Don't, don't do, do it. it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't Stay, do it. leave the geese Especially alone. Especially if they have babies. Especially if they have babies. They will hiss at you. They will they'll do worse and they'll do a lot worse if you if you step forward and especially if you try to chase don't chase a goose with babies okay don't chase a goose at all but especially not with babies all right so uh okay anyway um moving forward look at that we got through a whole page oh my goodness all right we're we're moving on here we go um how we doing okay yeah we're flying through here so (laughs) all right so uh, Shauna leaves the meat shed. Uh, so then Ty uses the opportunity to go over there, check it out. She sees Jackie's corpse with the makeup on it and confronts Shauna in front of the others about it. Lottie defends her and Ty says this has to stop and they should get rid of the body by cremating it, setting the stage for uh, what's going to happen later. Yeah, and this scene also kind of explains why they didn't bury the, you know, this like well, the ground is frozen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, like, oh, that's why you didn't bury her. But I'm just gonna say, didn't they cremate the bodies from the plane that had died in the flight originally, or did they bury them? I think they did bury them, but maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Oh, yeah, I think they showed they them. Go back for uh, the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Which they dug up. I yeah. Mean, cremation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a good idea. It was still warm then, you know? Right. So right. it was it was no big deal. But yeah. Uh yeah, that's right, because I actually thought that they buried the bodies pretty fast. Yeah, they did. They did. It they, was really they, early. It's like they'd been on the island, the island in the wild for a day. I think it was episode two when that yeah, happened. Yeah. It was really they, fast. In my they shouldn't yet have given up on the possibility of being found. Um I agree. I agree. But maybe they were watching the show and they saw that Misty yeah, destroyed the flight recorder thing. Um, I can't wait until everyone finds out about that. Will it ever I happen? I find out that they're like three miles from Seattle. <laughs> Not impossible. All right. So uh, in the present, uh, Shauna answers the door and it's Kevin with a Y, everybody. Okay. I just want you to know that Kevin is spelled with a Y. Yeah, you need to know that. It's really important. Okay. 
Uh, he asks about Adam Martin, shows a picture. She admits that they were in a fender bender. She says they aren't still in touch. Kevin says they have records of texts, but many texts between them. Uh, Shonda says he was an asshole and she had to hound him for the, um, you know, money for the stuff. Um, and then uh, Callie interrupts and says they need to leave before the mall closes. Kevin says they'll be in touch. Uh, Shauna wonders if she needs a lawyer and then kind of plays it off because um, he's like, why would you need a lawyer? Because um, really, you should just need a lawyer if you're a suspect. And why would you think you're a suspect? Anyway, at least that's my reading of it. Right. Um, uh, and then uh, he leaves. She thanks Callie, who asks her why she's lying to the police. I think you know why she's lying to the police. Anyway, um, Shauna claims they wouldn't believe her um, because, because of feminism. But then she uh, uh, dodges that or veers away from that and says, no, actually, it was to protect Jeff from the rumors about the affair. She doesn't want it to be known yeah. in this small yeah. town of whatever New Jersey that my wife had an affair and it's it's beshamed me and I, I can't show my face in public. I'll never sell another couch again. <laughs> it's very sad. A couch from somebody whose wife is cheating on them. I mean, these these excuses, I don't know. Um, yeah. uh, Callie tries to leave, but Shauna asks her to use the back door because he Kevin might. Still you know, I I love I love that scene. Or sorry, I love that sequence. That like, you know, it's not that she's gonna tell her not to leave to stay and spend time with her, but just you you know go out the back. Yeah. Listen to you. Uh, she's so pragmatic. Shauna, you know, she's just got her eyes on the prize. Or, yeah, I yeah. don't know. She's just, she's just singular, and and so then it raises the question for me: why she is so bad at lying to the cops? <laughs> she is bad at lying to the cops. And then the previously on, they showed the thing with Misty prepping her. Yeah, and, yeah. And saying like, you know, talking to cops is hard. Yeah, yeah um yeah but yeah i don't and know. her thing was all you should say is i want my lawyer right and she does mention a lawyer but that was after she already said a bunch of stuff that was lies and right <laughs> it was like it, it actually made it more suspicious that she brought it up at that point yeah, so but this, uh the only thing to say is i w i want a lawyer you know that's really when you've already been brought in when you're a suspect yeah yeah. yeah yeah so that's fair so this is flipped that's on fair. its head because he's just shown up as a as a courtesy or whatever, um, but it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. No, I agree. And clearly, you know, let's just say the walls are closing in. The walls are closing to, in. To coin a phrase, uh, I think that I think this might be you know this might be going somewhere. Now, are we heading for Kevin finds out what actually happened, and you know. Because Natalie's implicated, for example, like he like lets it go. Like, I don't know. I'm just I'm trying to think of like, how does this end? Because it doesn't end with our main characters in prison. Right. <laughs> for murder. So how else can it end? You know, and I, just because, you know, from season one, like that was a path I could see them going. Like, why would he let it go? <laughs> You right. know, as a cop, like why? Why would he possibly let it go? That's the best reason I could come up with. So, well, if if that happens, Nat's gonna need to be nice to him for longer than like like four hours, <laughs> just to like take his gun and yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, hopefully, she'll do that. Uh, if that actually happens, I don't know. We'll see. Um, 
Uh, all right. So, uh, so then uh, we go over to Ty, adult Ty. She comes downstairs, and Sammy's there with Steve. Oh my God, it's Sammy and Steve hanging out. Um, he apparently walked there from school, uh, and Ty tells him to go play with Steve so she can call Simone. And she tells Simone that Sammy's there. Simone's kind of incredulous, but says she's on her way. This is all, this all seems like fairly functional, normal stuff. We'll come back to this later. Uh -huh. Um, like that, that scene feels normal, but, and later on, I'm questioning what's even happening here. Um, but I, I don't want to get into it now. Okay. So uh, then uh, Misty looks for replies on Reddit at work and sees TV's Elijah Wood playing Walter. Uh, he seems to be getting a tour, but he throws Misty a knowing glance as he passes by. Uh, oh, that's what I have to call yeah. it. Misty looks in the refrigerator, <laughs> seeming like she knows. Anyway, and she finds a note addressed to her. She opens it, but... It's blank. Mm. That's weird. Why would you leave that me a blank weird. note? I will never solve this. So yeah, also to be continued, obviously. Uh, Travis checks through. The, so we're going. Uh, we're going back to the uh, cabin era, but uh, we're uh, we're in the wilderness at this point. Travis goes uh, tracks through the snow. Uh, Nat waits at the tree, and then at this point, through flashbacks. We learn that she went through Javi's stuff. She grabbed a piece of his clothing. She cut herself and put her blood on it. And when Travis comes to the tree, she shows this like piece of bloody clothing and claims that she found it um, hanging from a tree. And Travis breaks down. Okay, so uh, I have some specific thoughts about where this is going. All right. So here's here's what I envision. Uh, number one, I think Lottie's right and Javi's still alive. So yeah. Lottie's so so uh, so Javi's still gonna be alive. Travis is gonna find out that uh, Natalie set this up, and it's gonna be a whole thing because yeah. it's like you did what? Like, come on, you know, she's gonna be yeah. like, you wouldn't move on, and it has been two months, and like blah blah. You know, I can yeah. just see the whole thing playing out yeah. already because I just feel like it's inevitable that Javi. I don't think Javi will survive the wilderness, but I do think he's going to be alive this season. We'll see, you know, how that plays out. But I just, I find it really hard to believe that he's actually dead after all this, you know, or that like, they'll just never for sure find him, you know, um, that just seems unlikely as well. I, I just feel like, especially with this reveal specifically, I think the stage is set for, um, uh, for Travis to find out. And I feel like the easiest way for him to find out is how he's actually alive. And like, oh my God, you found your bloody clothes. You what? No, I, these are my clothes. Right. What are you talking about? You know, right. that's what I see uh, right. uh, coming. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I agree. I, it's, yeah, it's one of those things where you see the future yeah. when, when the scene happens. Uh, you know, I really have no idea how they're going to explain how he survived all this time. It's going to have to be a weird one, definitely. I mean, um, magical tree stump notwithstanding. I just the magical tree stump might be withstanding. But they're struggling to find enough food, and mm -hmm. they've got a gun. And, yeah, yeah, it's true, and know, a ready supply of uh, human flesh. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's a good point. It's going to have to be a weird explanation. So. I do agree that like normal rules, normal world, 
Javi should not be alive. That it's crazy that he would be alive. Yeah. The only reason I think he's alive is that a Lottie thinks he's alive, and B, uh, it, it makes more sense for the drama. Yeah, for him to be alive. It just the way they played it out. Travis gets to the point in this episode of moving on, yeah. and to me, that's a sign that it's it's going to be short lived. That it's going to be shattered. And even though he'll be happy that Javi's still alive. You know, he's going to have to confront the fact that, you know, Natalie, like, contrived this scenario that lied to him, basically. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I think, like, there's no way she gets away with this in the end. It's already, like, on shaky ground on a number of levels. If if Javi's really dead, maybe there's half a chance. But I just don't think he is. So I'm not counting on it. Okay. Are you ready? I am ready. All right. So we're about to get into, we're about to get into transcript territory here. So... Uh, so we go, this is Lottie's present day camp. We see her turn the sign over to sharing in session. And uh, and she begins to talk to uh, Nat about what happened to Travis. So at this point, uh, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna read what is said and uh, make a few comments along the way because some of it's visual. So, um, uh, so yeah, anyway, just so you know where we're going with this. Yeah. All right, so here's what she says. On the night Travis died, he called me. He said the wilderness had come back to haunt him. And he said he knew what he had to do. I asked him what he meant, but he just hung up. And I panicked. I drove all night, and by the time I found him, he was a mess. He was terrified. He was paranoid. At this point, we go into the flashback, and we hear Travis, adult Travis, say, the only way to confront the darkness is to get as close to death as possible. When... Van almost died when you did. You both said you saw something. The only way to confront the darkness is to find out what it... The only way to confront the darkness to find out what it wants is to get as close as possible to death. At this point, Lottie has some visions. Just throwing that in there. Okay. Um, uh, then Lottie says, Stop reliving this. You're in the vice grip of your trauma. And then she does uh, she does her Lottie touch, the, the new season two Lottie touch magic thing, right? Uh, just a little, you know, touch, touch to the touch to the chest and, and everything's fine. And then she says, this is to Natalie. I felt like I had reached him. I just wish I'd never fallen asleep. And then Natalie says, you don't think with him like that, you should have reached out to me. You don't think I could have helped him. Lottie says, I asked him that, Nat, and he said you would only make things worse. It's a horrible thing to hear. Question about that. Uh, on the other hand, he wrote a note saying, tell Nat she was right. So, I don't know. Anyway, I, I just think there's there's some there's some questions here about, about what's going on there. But, yeah, um, that's clearly the point. Okay, and then he uh, Lottie says, I woke up in the middle of the night and Travis wasn't there. He left instructions of how to get into his bank account. And he'd written you that note. Oh. We see that's all. That's all she says about it. Uh, we see Lottie take the note. We see that it says, "Tell Nash she was right." That's a note from season one. Oh. But he, all she says is, "He'd written you that note." The end. We see her take it. That's all. So I mean, that's why they had to do the pencil thing. You know, it's, it's yeah. basically an explanation for why the note wasn't there. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, why didn't you tell me he wrote me a note? Anyway, um, it's funny, like, she's acting like Natalie already knows what the note says. Right. But, like, she took it, according to the flashback, which means she shouldn't know that Natalie knows what it says unless 
she knew that she like went into his place and like figured it out from yeah. like how would she know that anyway all right whatever it doesn't matter she watches the show it's fine okay uh then she says i drove as fast as i could to the ranch where he worked i don't know why you thought he was there but he was there uh and then i found him in the barn he had lit candles around him in the shape of the symbol okay so then in the flashback she says travis what the fuck are you doing and he says i'm gonna hang myself until i pass out so i can talk to it you know uh he had rigged his neck to a crane uh she says do not press that button and he says uh if it tells me what it wants i can make it go away just a few inches off the ground for a couple of minutes just a few inches off the ground for a couple of minutes i just have to emphasize there yeah. okay then she says and how will you get back down and he says uh if you don't help me i'm just going to do it myself and she says no and then um uh, and then she says, fine, stop, stop. Okay, the moment you go unconscious, I'm lowering you back down. You got it? And then he says, do it. And uh, she she does it. She, you know, pushes the button. He's he's raised up a bit into the air. Uh, and, uh, and then, you know, he's hanging there for a bit. We see that, you know, it's getting pretty bad. And then um, she tries to push the buttons to lower him, but the buttons don't work. Yeah. At this point, Natalie says, so that's a story. Travis fucking died because the buttons got stuck. And she says, it was a horrendous accident. Natalie at this point says, I know there's something you're not telling me. Lottie says, I swear. Okay, so the, here, here's what we see at this point. And this is specifically the thing that I think Lottie's not telling Natalie. That okay. Because they, they, they cut off of, I know there's something you're not telling me to this stuff. Okay. So at this point, we see Lottie trying the button. And then she seems to... I, I'm not actually sure how to characterize this. There's, there's a couple of ways. She seems to both have a vision and also to recall her... Uh, Laura Lee vision from the the like baptism scene you know yeah. we see her sort of relive that but we also see her go outside and see Laura Lee come up yeah. out of the darkness yeah and and then her face like disintegrates um we see that explode they cut back to the explosion vision and then at that point we notice that Travis is way higher off the ground. Like, yeah. I don't know, 20 feet off the ground or something. I mean, he's way up there, like yeah. way higher than he had been before. No indication of how that happened. Okay, so anyway, this is the thing I think she's not saying. Like, I yeah. saw all this shit. And also, when I turned around, like, he was like way higher than he was before for yeah. no apparent reason. Okay, so then she says, uh, I didn't kill him, Nat. I was trying to save him. Uh, uh, she picks up, uh, the candles and leaves. Um, and then, uh, Natalie says, well, that's funny because every time you try to save someone, a lot of bad shit happens. And look at you now, 25 years later, and the same shit's happening again. Only this time you're wearing a Rolex and you have all the broken toys around here who think you walk on water. I'm going to put a stop to your fucking bullshit. I don't know how yet, but I'm going to stop it. And then uh, Lottie says, well, at least you'll have to stay alive to do that. So it's a win for me. And then she says, this is my favorite. Take me to the train station. <laughs> <laughs> 
Take me to the train station. <laughs> I just love that line. Or however somebody gets out of here, back to civilization. And then Lottie says, well, I'm afraid it's too late. You'll have to spend the night here. So your plan for my destruction, it will have to wait until you're rested. At this point, Natalie leaves and the scene ends. All right. So that was uh, that was the big reveal about what happened to Travis, right? Yeah. Uh, which, you know, the quote unquote murder of Travis was a big mystery in season one. Yeah. I definitely thought that, you know, um, I definitely thought that uh, after the first episode where they show Lottie doing the touch and, you know, also in this episode, there's insinuations of Travis uh, buying into Lottie's, like, whatever it is she's doing, you know, like, um, finding some kind of comfort in, like, this, like, vague spiritual practice, I guess. Um, And there's actually more coming later. Um, uh, it, it, It set the stage for me where I thought, like, maybe he was involved in some kind of ritual or something with her cult, right? Yeah. Now that we know what her cult is... You know, and we see sort of what plays out. Like, I I believe the story. Like, I don't actually think that, um, uh, I don't actually think that, um, I don't think Lottie's lying about anything. No, I don't either. And and to me, like, I, I, there was another podcast that pointed this out, and I think this is actually a great point. Um, the, the One of the main reasons why I think you, you should believe it is because... There's a thing she's not saying to Natalie, right? Yeah. That that actually gives legitimacy to that flashback, right? It shows that it's a true memory, right? It's yeah. it, like, because it, it can't just be, this is what she's telling to Nat and they're visualizing it because there's, I know there's something you're not telling me and we see it. We see the thing she saw yeah. and she doesn't tell. And if she's not telling, then it makes no sense that that's a lie. Because she's not going to lie about a vision that she's not even saying anything about, right? That makes no sense. So I basically believe the story. I just think she's leaving out this thing about the vision because, you know, I mean, there's there's clearly some insinuations. I mean, you know, we can take this however we want. You know, Travis is just, Travis is just haunted by what happened. And, you know, you know, he, he's already like living on his own and, you know, he's just coping with it in a, in a very unhealthy way. Um, you know, but there's also this interesting idea here that really reminds me of the leftovers. I mean, that's not the only one to do. There was like flatliners. This has probably been in a lot of stories besides that, but just this idea of like, you get close to death and this allows you to get in touch with some kind of like spiritual world or some kind of. You know, like, yeah. that's a thing, you know, that you hear in stories sometimes. And, you know, that's sort of the idea that, you know, he was going for. And, like, I didn't really expect that, I guess. I didn't think, like, it was, like, what was the thing he said? It was, like, it was weird. It was, like, um, uh, it was, like, um, uh, yeah, if it tells me what it wants, I can make it go away. You know, it's, like, like, he's imagining, like, this thing like wants something and he's gonna like figure out what it wants by you know by getting close to death and asking or something you know and like getting Lottie for that makes sense I mean that's actually like reasonable like if you're gonna if you're gonna bring anybody in for some shit like that you know it makes sense to me that that that's who it would be and you know to her credit like 
believing the flashback like she wasn't it wasn't her idea you know right. she wasn't all in on the plan she was like okay you're gonna do it i i guess you know the best i can do is like just try to help you not die and then the buttons don't work all of that's very lost you know that it's that it's just like it like the reason he died is this like unfortunate practical coincidence that you can attribute to something supernatural if you want but also could just be you know yeah. a normal like the explanation could just be a totally normal thing yeah i don't know i don't know yeah i it it, it gives that that third option where you know he didn't commit suicide you know so he didn't break his pact with natalie but he wasn't murdered either right right um yeah 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 it's like a middle ground you know, but I, I wonder if we're going to see more about what it looked like for him when the, you know, the, like the wilderness demons or whatever visions started coming back to him. Yeah. You know, yeah are are we going to see that? Yeah. Um, yeah. It was interesting. We actually got to see adult Travis, like yeah not a ton, but definitely more than we did in season one. Yeah. Very I think that guy, like, he doesn't really look that much like Teenage Travis, but his voice is perfect. Yeah. I don't know why, but they have really similar voices. Yeah. I agree. I wonder... It's, like, uncanny. Like, I'm like, I would believe it was the same actor making doing the voice. Hmm. You know? Like, it's, it's weird. I don't know. Maybe they are even doing voiceover. I don't know. Yeah, but if they actually found an actor who can, like, make that same voice, like, that's kind of crazy. Um, uh... The other thing I wanted to mention was uh, this line about every time you try to save someone, a lot of bad shit happens. So, you know, I'm, I'm generally just on the lookout for any time there's lines where they insinuate something that happened in the past, but that we haven't actually seen. There was stuff like yeah. that in season one, too. You know, um, there, there was some line about where they were sitting in the van, like waiting around, and it was like, we wouldn't be here if it weren't for Natalie or something, you know, like, yeah. the, and they, and they talked about, you know, how bad it can get, you know, with Thaisa's yeah. sleepwalking, you know? So there's, there's all this stuff where like all. Yeah. There are clues about how much more we haven't seen yet. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Sense. Now I do have, I do have fears and you know, this goes back to the note, you know, uh, you know, it, is the note did they do they consider that enough that they told us like yeah the note was there and here's what happened to it you know like do they consider that enough i don't know but i'm just getting flash forward vibes from loss you know yeah. like oh oh uh when when you what was what was the lie it was like it was like oh uh when you when you left the island, a lot of bad things happened, right. and uh, and 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 it was it was all it was all your fault. Like all this stuff, Locke supposedly said, like right. it was all your fault, and blah blah blah, right? And then like when it comes time to actually show it, it's yeah. like you you never hear that. Yeah, you know, you don't see that. And so like I'm just. Like, I'm just concerned about the practicality of TV writers. Like, can they keep up with all the checks they're writing about, uh, yeah, like, I, stuff I that happens? I think so. I think this is a, you know, it's a very common problem with mystery shows. They they can't cash those checks. It's, it's so hard. It's so hard because it's like, 
It's like they can say the line in the moment and believe it, but it's like, are they prepared to actually follow through with that later? Like, I don't know. No, and it's, you know, you get these lines and they sound good. And then, you know, maybe later with what we learn, you can you can sort of fit it to yeah, what, what, what they tell you. But we have to wait for when Lottie tries to save someone and a lot of bad shit happens. Like that's that's what we can I mean, I'm I um okay, they all did the cannibalism, except for the Definitely. later this episode. But yep. um there's a difference between It's really funny. Anyway, I'll go back to that. Go ahead. Well, just that there's a difference between eating this food that has presented itself to them versus what we saw in the pilot. And, yeah. uh, you know, I don't know. I believe that Lottie's current intentional community is more or less um, banal, you know, mm-hmm. more or less peaceful. For the participants, but I don't know. I, I I feel like the the connections that one might make from the pilot to where we might be headed with Lottie's um, charismatic leadership on the islands. I don't know. Yeah, the island, yeah. In the wilderness. Well, you know, this Travis flashback tells us that she's still having crazy visions. You know, related to yeah. what was happening, and I mean that was recent. You know. And uh, also, you know, uh, there's there's that weird there's that weird cut from the first episode of like they can help me, they can help you just like they helped me, and then no one can help you, you know, like it's like <laughs> I don't know, like I'm still wondering, I'm still waiting for the other shoe to drop about like is she just is she just taking this posture to try to like fight back the the these like you know um you know brain impulses or whatever that she's having that are giving her these visions like is it a way to just cope with that to be like it's not real it's all it's all within you you know is that just a coping thing you know like or uh uh you know or does she actually not believe it and she just thinks like this is what people want to hear and this is the you know best thing to like say to to you know to keep keep the rolexes coming in and you know like you know because i i mean that line's interesting because i hadn't noticed that she was wearing a rolex but like having that line in there is definitely supposed to indicate that you know um Mm -hmm. you know that like this is some this is a lucrative operation this isn't just for the good of humanity right you know Teresa wasn't walking around with a rolex right Right, exactly, exactly. Um, I love take me to the train station. Take me to the train. Take me to the train station. Or however else you leave this place. Where are we? I know, right? We don't even know where they are. That's the that's the weird thing. I think we'll find out probably this season, like where they actually are. But the way that's been written, we still have no idea where they actually are. Uh, though it is indicated that they're far enough away that um, it's not that easy to leave. Like, there's only a limited ability to, to get out of there. I mean, like, I'm going to have kind of a problem with where are they because, you know, how long were they? Because she was kidnapped from New Jersey. Yeah. 
So. But they, you know, they 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 put a bag over her head. They put her in a van. I mean, they yeah, could they drive. They put her in a van. They didn't put her in an airplane and fly her to Vancouver. But they could drive. I mean, they, you know, they drove for. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to see. It's just the Rockies don't look like the, you know, Poconos or whatever. All right. Hey, you know, they got to. I mean, look, the whole world doesn't look like Hawaii either, but sometimes you just got to film where you are. I don't know. Fair enough. You got to do what you got to do. <laughs> um, I mean, what you're saying might be whatever. I get your point. It's well, no, good. I just, we talked last time about, you know, where are they? What it looks, this, the location of this intentional community looks pretty similar to the wilderness. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And that, that, I mean, they're clearly drawing a parallel there. Yeah. There's a lake there. It's like, yeah, there was the masks. Like, there's a lot of stuff there that's like mm -hmm. clearly insinuating like a connection, which is weird. It is weird to like beat back the demons by like going back to the demon type place. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the, the, more to come, clearly. Yeah. Okay. So, are you ready to? Uh... I am. I'm ready. Move forward. Okay, we're, we got one more page, so oh, wow. just hang in there. We're uh, we're we're coming to a conclusion here. All right. Simone arrives at Ty's place, but the door is chained. Ty is asleep. She wakes up and lets Simone in. She wants to know where Sammy is. They look upstairs in his room. His window is open, but Sammy's not there. So Simone suggests they go and find him. A nice, simple, functional scene that I'm sure will lead nowhere. I want to say more about that, but I'm going to wait until we get to the yeah, end of that. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, da, da, da. Back to the cabin. Uh, Shauna watches the others making the pyre for Jackie. Pyre is the correct term here. I looked it up. Um, they bring out Jackie's body and discuss taking her jacket, but Shauna refuses and almost fights with Mari about it. Um, as Sean is looking at the body, we see the cut on Jackie's arm and Lottie sees it too. Uh, Shauna covers it up with a sleeve and they exchange a glance. Uh, Lottie takes off the heart necklace and puts it on Shauna. Uh, okay. So, uh, this was a notable moment for me because it shows that, you know, to me, it shows that Lottie understood what that was yeah. and didn't say anything about it yeah thought you know seemed to consider it okay you yeah. know so you know i don't know is it Why just is pretty permissive very permissive is it just this is what we got to do to survive is it you know it wants blood and you know like right. is it is it that is it the wood you know like i don't know because she doesn't actually say anything i'm not sure what she actually thinks about this but it is interesting that yeah. she's the only one of any of them who knew that shauna had already eaten some of jackie before the end scene you know yeah and that um is the implication that that is why she was so vehemently against the jacket being taken because then they oh that's a good them. point you're probably right i didn't even think about that yeah that's like a totally practical yeah. shot or reason why like no yeah. you can't have her jacket because then you'll see the cut i've made when i ate her arm yeah yeah that's a good point no I, i'm actually certain you're right about that now good good job <laughs> thank you okay uh so then we have callie and a character who's apparently named ilana uh i had to look that up um hanging out at a bar just like you know apparently like, like 16 17 year old 16 year old 
girls do sometimes. Um, they just totes cash. Um, she sees uh, quote unquote Jay, who's actually Matt, the cop, uh, checking her out and goes over to talk. They banter and and exchange. There's a lot of quotes here because this is all bullshit. This whole scene's bullshit. He's trying to get information out of her. Yeah. That's what it's revealed later. Yeah. You don't know that at the time. And when I watch it at the time, I'm like, what the fuck are we watching this scene? Yeah. This is weird. This is weird. When they reveal it's a cop, I was like, okay, it actually makes sense. Yeah. But initially, it's like, I, this doesn't belong in the show. Anyway. So if a stranger ever starts talking to you, just assume yeah. it's a cop. It's probably a cop, especially if your uh, mother was recently involved in a in a murder. Yes. Um, that's in doing a murder. In doing doing a murder, definitely. She doesn't know she did the murder, but she did actually do the murder anyway. Um, okay, so they banter, they exchange exchange info about their parents. The basic upshot of the scene is Callie admits her mom cheated on her dad. This is the information that, uh, you know, that Matt the cop wants. Um, and, and the only other thing I want to know from this scene is at a certain point, Callie claims to be in her last year at Rutgers in this scene. If she's fucking 16, I mean, it works with the actor because she's actually 28. But like, what the fuck? Why is he... I'm in my. Why would you see her in your last year at Rutgers? This that also made me think that she was supposed to be older. But this is why you know when when you have you, you know you're trying to you're trying to lie about your age. You don't say you're 21. You say you're like 23. I see. That's the idea. Yeah. Because she's 23, then she's in her last year, and okay. Well, yeah. Because if you're like, okay. oh yeah, I'm 21. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nobody's actually 21. Right, nobody. You go straight from 20 to 22. <laughs> it's like the 13th floor, you know? Exactly. You can be that you age, there, but it doesn't, it doesn't exist. Yeah, hey! And no one remembers it, but they should. <laughs> they should. Uh, look it up, kids. 90s nostalgia, right? That's what we're all about on this show, right? Come on. Yeah, that's a good point. Get on board. All right, so uh, that's all I want to say about that scene. Uh, we will briefly come it's back a, to that later. It's a lot to carry uh, to to suspect that your parents murdered. Yeah, your your mom's lover. It is. Yeah, it is um, a lot. It is a lot. And and I, I think she's probably going to break down at some point. And I don't know exactly yeah. how it's going to play out. Maybe she'll turn state's witness. Maybe Ooh, I'm just turn state. <laughs> Where'd you get that phrase from? <laughs> I mean, I've listened to a true crime podcast or two. I'm not a citizen detective, but, you know, I'm just saying. Maybe not yet. Not yet. Probably yet. <laughs> I don't believe... Well, okay, whatever. I don't want to go on a rant about that, but um, you know what I'm saying. Just, like, talk to the cops. <laughs> you know? I know what you mean. Uh, like, directly, not just, like, unknowingly, you know? Yeah. Um, I feel like it's setting up that as a possibility. Yeah. Um. You know, um, I don't think that's gonna happen, but I know what you mean. Okay, okay. What what do you think? Where do you think it's going? Do you have a theory? Well, I think she's got to be instrumental in helping to deflect attention away from her mom. Oh, you think you think she's actually gonna help? I do. Shauna. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. I mean, I think that you know, I think Shauna's gonna get out of it, so it makes sense that she would help at some point, and you know, that could be like a a, a bonding moment, if you will. That's logical. That's logical. Yeah. But I feel like she might, uh, there might be some, some mild, um, uh, 
gestures in the direction of talking to the cops. Yeah. Maybe it won't actually happen in the end, but I just feel like there's something brewing there. Yeah. Uh, okay. So back to the cabin. Uh, they're still preparing the pyre. Uh, this is when Nat and Travis arrive. Travis has Javi's quote unquote bloody clothes. Uh, but Lottie says that can't be. Javi's alive and she knows it. So then Nat gets real mad because, you know, yeah. she fucking, she gets mad for multiple reasons. Um, some more um, justifiable than others. But anyway, um, Shauna breaks it up um, by approaching the pyre with a torch. Then she says her goodbyes to Jackie and lights the fire. And then Travis puts the clothing in the fire and says, goodbye, Javi. And they all go inside as the body burns. And thus ends the story of Jackie. Right. What could possibly go wrong? You know, even before I knew where they were going with this whole thing, I thought they all walked away from the body way too fast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's cold, but it is also fire. I don't know. Um, I agree. It's weird. Um, okay. So we go back to Lottie's camp. We see Natalie lying down in bed. This is weird. This is weird. This is a weird brief scene. She lies down in bed and then she has a vision of some paramedics. I don't know. There's a brief flash where you see like someone like what it looks like paramedics putting like an oxygen mask on a face towards the camera. It's a very brief shot. I, I had to like freeze it to, to even see what was going on. Um, but she has a vision of some paramedics and then wakes up with a gasp. And, uh, I think that's, I think that's where we end things with Lottie's camp. So I don't know what that means. Uh, I seriously have no idea what to make of that. Yeah. I wonder if I can rewatch that. Yeah. It's a weird little moment. It's a weird little moment. It's like, it's like she's lying down and then we see, like, we see these paramedics in the background and there's one forward, puts a oxygen mask towards Towards the camera, which I guess would be Natalie. I mean, that's the implication, at least, yeah. by the normal rules of editing. Because yeah. uh, then they cut to her waking up. But anyway, that's a thing that happened. So do with it what you will. I, I really don't know what to make of that. Hmm. Um, something that happened to her before, yeah. uh, you know. Like a memory of an overdose or something? Yeah, maybe. She, she's just having a vision. Is it related to Travis? Was it when they were together at some point? There were some implications about what happened to them after right. the crash. You know, is it somehow tied in with that? I don't know. Anyway, it's just weird because it's like, shouldn't she get closure now? I don't know. Okay. Um, I mean, maybe it's not about Travis at all. I really have no idea what it's about. All right. So then uh, Misty cleans Caligula's cage and uh, she's, she's got a black light uh, and she suddenly realizes what was going on with that note that was blank. And she shines it on the note and it's a note from Walter. And he says that the security camera's fake, but he ID'd a man living at the motel for three months. And he thinks he's being interrogated by the FBI the next morning. And does Agent Quigley want to join? Oh boy, no. so nerdy. <laughs> oh my god. So, uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, we're clearly gonna get that's clearly gonna happen. To me, the obvious theory is that it's Randy. Yeah, so if it's Randy, I mean, Agent Quigley is not. Oh, Randy's gonna know who Misty is. Yeah. 
That's not going to work, is it? It's not going to work. Oh, so maybe it won't be Randy just because the but... character shouldn't recognize Misty or it'll ruin the subterfuge. That's actually a good point. So that makes me think it won't be Randy. But it could just be like a comical derailing of the plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could go that way, too. And then that that lets um, putting the sick and forensic uh, know that Misty is... A yellow jacket. Actually, he probably already knows. He knows her name. Yeah, he knows her name. So he that's he probably knows who she is. He's he's all up on the internet. Yeah. I'm sure he knows who she is. He's a citizen detective. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm so, uh, yeah, hundred percent. So we're clearly going to get you know the two of them questioning whoever this person is, and presumably like they're on their way to tracking down Lottie's camp and you know I feel like that's where the end point of this is but also this this little plot really reminds me of this thing from Dark Places you know this whole like citizen detective character showing up to help another character with like a mystery that they're working on you know like that's a specific thing that you know you wouldn't have that story like in the 90s, for example, when, like, there were no... Yeah, no Reddit. ...podcasts, there was no Reddit, there was none of this, like, sort of really obsessive true crime uh, internet activity of, like, people thinking they can solve cases online, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think most of the time it's kind of bullshit, but, you know, whatever. Once in a while, maybe, maybe something happens. I don't know. More often than not, I think people just, like, work themselves into a lather about nothing. But, all right, anyway, that's my commentary um so uh all right so that's where we leave things with misty um then we go to kevin with a y and matt with two t's uh who was jay in the other scene uh discussing his meeting with callie uh matt thinks that shauna was having an affair with adam of course he's right about that uh but kevin wants to wait to bring her in until they have more because, you know... He's clever. Because she's clever, yeah. Which, you know, is fair. Uh, I think that's probably... I think that's probably the right call. But it's interesting here because, you know, I'm slightly... I mean, the fact that they have Kevin, like, helps, you know? But, like, I'm just slightly surprised that we're actually getting the cop's point of view on this. I would... Yeah. A, a priori, I would expect that we wouldn't get that. That we would just have them showing up to the characters and we wouldn't actually see a behind-the-scenes thing. Of course, we have to have the scene this way to explain the earlier scene. So right. that's the counterpoint. But anyway... This scene surprised me. Um, not as much as, like, the 18 Cali scenes, but, uh, you know, number two in the episode. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's where we leave things with Kevin and Matt. The well-known Kevin and Matt. Kevin and Matt. All right. Quite a team. Um, quite a team. Quite a team. Uh, okay. So then, um, uh, then we go to, we're back to the past, back to the sort of cabin times. We see Travis and Nat hanging out. Somewhere near a fire. Do you know where they are in this scene? I, I got real confused and it was dark. I couldn't tell, like, where are they in this scene? Like, I. I where, who, and what's. Travis and Natalie. The younger ones, you know? Like, when yeah. they have their bedroom scene, like, where is that happening? No, I seriously that? have no idea where that's happening. It's like, are they outside? Like, I, I seriously don't know where they are. Yeah, I don't know. Because it's like, they it's... can't do that in the middle of the cabin, right. like, without people noticing. I don't think they're in the attic, because there's, like, a fire there. So, right. I'm just like, are they are they outside? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't know where that scene's yeah, happening. Yeah, we need a floor plan of this cabin because are they in the beach? <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't make it's sense exactly, either. The cabin is exactly the layout that they need it for at a given time. To have the scenes they want. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, they had shown like a another bedroom in the first season. So I don't know if this is a two-bedroom cabin, but then who sleeps in it when because because the coach is in one of the bedrooms. Oh yeah, right, there, right. But then most of them sleep in the living room. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That's I'm, true. I don't know. It's true. And then there's the attic. Right. But it's established. It's clearly not there. Yeah, it's clearly not there. Attic, you say. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um. Okay. Well. Anyway, they're somewhere, and things heat up, if you will, <laughs> um, as they as they continue. It's hard to describe this scene, honestly, because it's very, yeah. it's cutting back and forth between things. And I just, I don't really know how to express how to, how, what's happening, but here's, here's my best. So as, as they continue, Javi, I'm sorry, not Javi, Travis, um, it's not Javi, don't worry. Uh, Travis has a flash of Lottie doing the touch from the previous episode. Uh, and as the scene continues, we continue cutting to visions of Lottie standing around and like there's some glowy lights happening. Um, and then Lottie being in that, you know, being that. See, I don't think they do that. And that's that's what was interesting to me about it, like the way they did it. So like there's a normal version of the scene that I've seen a million times where you know, they're with someone and then they see the other person in that person's place. I don't think they ever actually show that. They show Lottie the standing by. Well, yeah, but in the beginning, the, like at the very beginning, isn't it? They show her doing the touch from the previous episode, uh -huh. but it's a flash to that. And they even show Travis there like this, uh -huh. you know, getting the touch. Uh -huh. But it's not that he sees her in the bed or whatever they're on in that scene. Then like the rest of the instances where he sees her, she's just standing. She's just standing there. Yeah, she's just standing there. It's weird, you know, because that's that's like a classic thing I've seen like a lot of times. Right, you right. know, like like the first the first thing that came to mind of that is like from Battlestar Galactica, where it's like Ty with six, and then he sees Ellen's face. Yeah. You know, like I've seen versions of that so many times, and I yeah, thought it was yeah, interesting yeah. that they didn't do it that way, especially because of the scene from the previous episode when Lottie does the touch, which they reference here, mm -hmm. there's this brief thing that we didn't really talk about because I don't know what to do with it, where like Travis has a boner and he hides it, right. you know? And like, I don't know what to make of that. But right. the fact that they're then putting this in this like sex scene, it's like, there's something going on there. I don't know what, but yeah. it's like... This this primal connection. Yeah, there's some there's some kind of I don't know like blood sugar sex magic. I don't know. There's something going on there with Lottie and the and the the sex and the, the it, I don't know. There's insinuations, and you know, uh, in the in the flashback we see in this episode, you know, I mean, he calls Lottie. They don't ever show them doing anything. She never says, and there's no indication that they did. Yeah. And and also in these scenes. We never see them doing anything. Yeah. It's just that she's there. He keeps yeah. thinking about her being there. Yeah. Which I feel like is a weird middle ground for this. I don't know what to make of it. Anyway, it's very strange. It's very strange. And I just had to say that. Okay. So then in the middle of all this, we cut to an overhead shot 
which shows so it's like outside the cabin we sh it, uh, uh, you know, point of view of the wood spirit, I guess, is the implication, mm -hmm. even though, you know, you can question how true that is if you want. Uh, so we cut to that overhead shot, and then we see some snow falling out of a tree, or was it caused to fall, uh, onto Jackie's burning body. So that happens in the middle of this. Then we go back to Travis and Natalie. He still sees Lottie. Um, and uh, we see we see the we go back to the fire and we see it burn. I, I was I was unclear about what to think about it. It looked to me like we were supposed to think that the the fire sort of rekindled itself or like became stronger on of its own accord. Or maybe just some wind blew and that helped the fire to grow again. Cause you know yeah. how this show is. Yeah. You know, but it, it looked like it looked like the snow came and the fire was like dying out, but then it kind of grew again by itself i don't know yeah. that sort of happens in the middle of this um uh and then oh yeah and then there is a scene uh there is a little cut where you see um where you see lottie like cradling travis um so i guess that's one where she's not standing there but they don't show natalie cradling cradling travis so it's it's they cut to that away from the scene it's like they're cutting back and forth yeah it's like sometimes he's imagining her that standing there with him and sometimes he's cutting away to a vision of an earlier thing that happened or something he's just imagining i don't know anyway i find it very hard to describe this scene and i don't know what to make of it uh and the fact that they intercut this with the snow falling on jackie's body also seems notable to me that it's wrapped up with lottie it's it's wrapped up with like all this like weird shit that's happening you know and the cannibalism i don't know there's a lot they're doing here and i don't i don't know how to even begin to summarize it but that's what happened yeah that's what happened all right so um uh uh so then uh we go back to the future uh second to last scene here um ty and simone drive to look for sammy and they get a call from the school sammy's still there waiting and never left um and simone says you are very sick taisa and at this point we see a flash of ty i think uh not seeing anything earlier and making the call like yeah i think what this flash is telling us is that she knew that it was bullshit which i find very strange like like wait you knew it was a lie but then so we so what we saw was a visualization of a lie like is that really what happened i don't know i'm just very confused it, this confused me this That's shot i interpreted it i interpreted it that she just you know like hallucinated you people. realized that it was a hallucination the cut the cut the way they cut it made it seem to me like she maybe she just realized oh i guess sammy wasn't there i don't know i just I found it hard to just, make sense of this. I don't know. That scene, it reminded me of like the Fight Club thing where you go back and you see what those scenes looked like. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So see the way they, the way they cut to it off of Ty made me think that it was her memory, not just an objective view, yeah, like the Fight Club scenes. It. That's not how I interpreted it. Okay. Okay. So. I'm not saying I know for sure. That's just how it came across to me. Okay. 
So, so maybe it wasn't a ruse, but it's just interesting, right? Simone says, you're very sick, you know? And then, like, Ty does this look, this, like, creepy-ass look over, right? Yeah. I don't know what to make of that. And then they get hit by a car. Mm-hmm. And that's where we end things with them. I don't know what to make of that. It's yeah. weird. It's weird. Yeah. If we get the look, did the bad one the make bad the call is... and, and contrive the story and the and give the hallucination to the good one? Like, is it is it going that far at this point? Like, I don't know. It's definitely the face of the bad one. That's definitely what it looked like. Yeah. Um, yeah. And did, did she, like, intentionally get hit by a car? Like, or... Was it just a coincidence? I, I didn't interpret it that they that she intentionally got them hit by a car, just that she was distracted by being, you know, overtaken by the the bad. Okay, you know? okay, and that led. But to it, it an would accident. presumably result in her needing to be taken care of by Taisa. So it'll yeah. presumably result in the outcome that Taisa wants, which is to bring the family back together. Right, right, right. That's a good point. That's a good point. So, especially because yeah, the car hits on Simone's side. Right. So she'll probably have the worst injuries. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm sure that's what she wants, but I don't know if that's good for Steve, Sammy, or anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I tend to share your... Because your... um, I don't think she's handling things. I just don't. Uh, it's not. It's just not looking good. Yeah. It, it actually seems like it's way worse than it was last season. And it was already pretty bad last season. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, so that's an interesting moment. We'll come back to that later, I'm sure. All right. Here's our final scene. Back to the cabin. Shauna gets up. What? At last. At last, yeah. Shauna gets up and they all get up. From the sweet, sweet smell of burning human flesh, Shauna goes out to look, and she sees that Jackie's been roasted to succulent perfection. Succulent perfection. They all come outside. Um, Shauna touches her belly, her own belly, and says, she wants us too. Yeah. (laughs) Which I think is... Does she, or are you just saying that because you love the sweet smell anyway? Because, um, like, you're touching your belly. She wants us to. Did she, did you? Anyway. Uh, and then, at this point, we cut to this, like, stylized banquet sort of tableau, if you will, um, where, you know, they're all, like, dressed up in this, like, what do you call that? Targos? Yeah, like, ancient Greek, like, fancy garb, you know, almost like, yeah, I don't even know what to like call that. Old, like, head thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're all, like, super, yeah. and they're, they're eating, Dionysian like, scene. there you go, there you go. They're in the middle of the, the, the like, the feasting and the, 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 the revelry of yeah. the, uh, yeah, like, that's, it's sort of a visualization, I guess, of how it feels to yeah. them or something. Um, and in the vision, they're not eating a human. No, they're eating like strawberries chicken. and chicken. And, yeah, like normal stuff. Like that's how they're imagining it. So I guess it's helping us to understand how they can dive into this. Like they're so desperate that this is what it feels like. It doesn't feel yeah. like they're eating one of their friends. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so yeah, so they uh, um, they look at each other. Shauna takes the first bite, of course. 
and then they all dig right in. Uh, we get a lot of, uh, not quite, I'll get to the exception here in a second. Um, all of them who are out there dig in. Um, we get some fast cuts between the eating of Jackie's body and the uh, the banquet, you know, visualization, fantasy, whatever, collective fantasy. I don't know. Anyway, are they all imagining that? Is that just for us? Is it just, I don't know. These are always questions about these like fan, yeah. fan, fanciful sequences. Um, but then uh, Coach Ben, oh, Coach Ben, uh. <laughs> you're in such trouble. He looks on in horror and goes inside the cabin and shuts the door ending the episode yeah knowing that surely he will be eaten <laughs> yeah do you think he already knows it i don't know if he really knows it but i know it you know it yeah <laughs> um, i feel like he at least knows that like you know it's a horrible thing to watch he he's already like in a pretty weak position here with like not having a leg and um uh, you know, uh, basically depending on them completely uh, to survive. Yeah. And, like, I feel like he must realize, like, not just himself, but, like, you know, like, where this can go, you know, which yeah. we already know where it goes. Because <laughs> this isn't, this isn't even the worst thing we've seen in the show, because there's definitely, like, oh, I think it was Pit Girl. I think they called her Pit Girl. <laughs> anyway... Uh, between that scene where it's like they were hunting her, killing her to eat her, right? And this where Jackie died, you know, or of her own accord, more or less. And uh, then they eat her when she's already dead, you know? So they're still going to be there for another year. Is that right? 18 months? Yeah, they're going to be there. They're going to be there for, yeah, I think maybe, maybe not quite another year, but close to another year. Maybe like 10 months. Because I think I think it had been six months as of the previous season, and then we had two more, and it was it's nineteen months they're gone, so I, eleven months, so it's pretty close to a year. It's a long ass time, but that should encompass uh, the summer, you know. Yeah. So, but they don't even bother hunting deer in the summer because they're like, well, we'll keep eating people in the winter. It's fine. It's we've fine. already we've already got this figured yeah. out. We so. need to like stockpile game it's, it's like do they have enough players to like survive you know at a certain point do they do the math like if we eat one of you how many of us can eat from that and then like by the math like how many do we need to have a certain number of us survive yeah where do those lines intersect yeah because you know like if it was one person they could probably eat like another person for like a long time you know yeah. but if it's two it wouldn't be as much time and here it's like what like 15 i don't know how many it's a lot you know yeah so like is it going to be one night like the one meal you know two maybe like how much are they going to get you know i'm yeah. just saying yeah i'm it's, just saying that's a good question uh these are questions um, and obviously all the ritual stuff the masks you yeah, know all that stuff. ceremony yeah. antler queen the the cannibal council they call it cannibal <laughs> All that stuff. We ben, Coach Ben ain't there. And I feel like this scene is setting the stage for what I already believed, which is he's going to reject the cannibalism. And even if that's the only reason, like, he's not going to make it. Oh, my it. God. Do you think Misty's going to kill him? I think, yeah, it's very possible that Misty because, kills him. Yeah, because, like, at first I was thinking, you know, Misty's not going to, Misty's not going to like that. 
but then it's like no actually misty already feels rejected by him and is yeah. moving into the loving arms of lottie's emerging indeed uh, yeah 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 cult. yeah she just wants to belong she just wants to fit yeah. in somewhere and i think that's good enough and it's like yeah, yeah. I think maybe her loyalties to Coach Ben are uh, at an end. So, yeah. yeah, the idea that she would be the one to do it, I mean, that's very logical, actually. I, I could totally see that happening. I was just imagining he dies of starvation, but I, I guess that's, in a way, like, I feel like they're going to be like, no, 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 we can't let that go to waste. Like, you got to you gotta kill him while he's still good and, you know, full of meat. Before he's too stringy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Yeah. I just feel like that's where it's going. I don't know. We'll see. But that's uh, it's interesting that they end on that note, you know, that like he is the only one in the group who objects to the cannibalism. They all, The rest of them all participate. And it's also interesting to me because in season one, the only character who was 100% confirmed to participate in the cannibalism was Misty. So they show right in the first episode, we see that she was there at the cannibal council and all that. No other characters are shown. I mean, we do see that one character wearing Van's shirt, you know, decent chance she's there, especially given certain casting news, but, you know, uh, uh, and decent chance, obviously, more than decent chance that all the surviving characters were there, especially now, but we didn't know that before, right. you know? There were definitely other possibilities before of, like, how it played out, different factions, something like that, but this makes it clear that, nah, they were they all dove in, and, you know, from here on, it's going to be about who do we eat next? Yeah. <laughs> and how do we decide that? Do they actually end up deciding that one of them needs to be chosen for a sacrifice and they agree to it? Or, you know, like, how does that actually play out? You know, or is it like uh, the council forms and they decide who's going to be sacrificed? And, you know, if you're not in the council, you're screwed. Like, I don't know, you know, like. You know, I, I made that pit to catch animals initially. Um, and then, you know, they didn't build it to chase humans and to, to eat. Well, here's the thing. That's been brought up, and I think it's a fair point, but I just think on, pra well, okay, on practical grounds, it's a, it's a winter scene. We're already in winter. Yeah. They already said they can't dig in the ground. Yeah, but if it's next winter... So, yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. The only other possibility is that it's actually the next winter. But I don't think they dug that pit. I, I Well, I don't know. I We've talked about this. I, I That pit is pretty big for people who don't have, you know, heavy machinery. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So my point was going to be if they dug it, they should have already done it or they're going to do it the next summer. Those are the only possibilities, I think. And maybe we will see it. It was pretty far. It was a huge progression, right? They were they had a whole ritual. They had the mass, all that stuff. It's possible that it was actually the following winter. I wouldn't rule that out. But I think the other possibility is that it was already there. And Cabin Guy did it or something. Yeah. You know? Um, and, you know, he had a plane. Maybe he did have some, some machinery. Maybe he had others there with him at some point. Who knows what happened? But... I just think there's there's room there to say what if, you know, what if it what if he was already what if it was already there, and you know we don't know what happened with Cabin Guy. I don't know if we'll ever find out what happened with Cabin Guy, but uh, I I think there's enough like mystery there that is possible. Anyway, 
I think it's one of those one of those three or four things that we just mentioned. Well, it's I mean, it's just quite a turning point. It's a huge turning point. I mean, it it definitely like draws a line in the sand for the flashback and for like you just need to accept now that we're past insinuations. They all did cannibalism. Deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, because they were pretty vague about it in season one. And, you know, I think we all assumed probably, but, you know, it's it's different assuming and getting like literal confirmation where you see it happening on screen. And that it's Jackie. It's not just some rando, <laughs> you know, it puts it on another level. Um, okay, so that's more or less the end. Uh, I just want to do, I just want to mention a couple things just before we wrap this up. Number one, not a word about postcards. Still waiting for my postcard yeah, answers. Yeah. Still waiting for my postcard answers any yeah. day now. All right. Number two, Tori, Jessica Roberts. No mention of that. I know Ty's dealing with a lot of shit. So the idea that she's not worried about where Jessica Roberts is is perfectly reasonable to me. I'm I'm very willing to accept that. Nonetheless, I'm still curious about that character's fate and will it be clarified? I'm just, you know. I'm I'm in a holding pattern for that. Yeah. Third thing, tell that she was right. Are we gonna know what that means? It's so crazy to me that we get it like mention like I feel like the last thing to do would be to not even mention it. Give us the full Travis thing and don't mention the note, right? And just like kind of, let's just kind of pretend like that didn't happen because we got nothing for it. It's weird to mention it, but so vaguely it tells us nothing about what it meant. You know? Yeah. Are we going to get an answer later? Or is it just like they consider that good enough that we know where it came from or why it was mm-hmm. gone? Like, yeah. anyway, that these are my closing thoughts. Yeah, those are good closing thoughts. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't think we're going to hear any more about the postcards. I do, ooh, ooh, I, drawing a line in the sand. Okay. Yeah, I do think we're going to see Jessica Roberts. I do think she's alive. You think she's alive? Okay, cool, cool. And, wow, you're making strong predictions. Yeah, I am. And, um, and three, um, I freaking hope that we hear what that note is about. I think we will. I think Nat might know, but just doesn't want to say okay okay she claimed not to know in season yeah, one yeah but but she said that to misty who does not want it as a confidant that's fair i agree so, okay okay and, and also okay. whatever it is you know the viewer might not be ready to know to hear about it yeah 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 because so. it was clearly something yeah very strange going on with travis so it is possible that it plays into some plot later where they, they, yeah, they just can't tell us right now. And I'm willing to believe that. I think they will mention the postcards, but maybe that's just because I'm a hopeless optimist. You are. You are a hopeless optimist. <laughs> but I also think Jessica Roberts is still alive. I agree with you on that. Yeah, well, we'll see. I feel like that's logical. Um, but yeah, I don't know anything about casting news, which would probably spoil that. So Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. So, any uh, any final words, uh, I, declarations, anything? No, I I I can't wait for the next can't episode. Wait for the next one. I right. can't wait to Me keep too. seeing these visions and seeing how some of this stuff is going to coalesce now that we're moving into this uh, new era post cannibalism. Uh, you know, hopefully the debrief, such as it were 
of this event is going to be more thorough than the the debrief of the near murder of Travis. <laughs> yeah, the doom coming like, thing. Yeah, the doom coming. Yeah, which yeah. Like flew by. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And they, yeah, they. I, I still feel like they haven't properly dealt with that because yeah. that was pretty sick. And especially now that they're going with Travis is like falling under Lottie's spell. Like, I do feel like that's something he should reckon with at some point. <laughs> like yeah, more I directly. Doubt, I doubt that will happen i agree i agree i think it's unfortunate um maybe in retrospect they should have that happen to hobby but anyway yeah you know and then he runs off you know and it it would be easier to not address it if that's how it happened you know Mm -hmm. i don't know but uh all right yeah so you know uh we will see you hopefully next time uh maybe the time after that stay tuned yeah things are slightly uncertain but we'll definitely uh pick up you know uh within within uh, a reasonable time period before the end of the season um and uh you know uh we'll be sure to cover cover every episode in one way or another sorry to be so vague but i don't know for sure what's gonna happen it's a mystery um you know you're introducing mystery but the podcast will continue so don't worry if it seems like we're gone we're not gone we'll be back i promise we're right Um, there in your hearts and we're right we are we're we're in your sacrificial hearts (laughs) so until next time chomp 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 I'll just let that. <laughs>